I've like clapped a couple times to make sure it's not gonna get blown out. <laughs> Groovy. And uh, yeah, I just set it like I just like I'll limit it and then normalize it and then it's like. <clears throat> no, I think that's actually that's a good way to do it because instead of like you hit play and like all of a sudden you're like on edge. Like oh shit, we fucked up. Oh, Let's yeah. start over. I guess yeah. <laughs> We're here with my buddy Mike Frank. Oh shit, that sounded stupid. Hold on, Mike Franklin, sound man extraordinaire. <laughs> so. No, I get it. You're just like, whatever. Yeah, I figured, like, I was even thinking about that. They're practicing downstairs, and um, I think people are chilling outside. My window, my window's open, so it's just like... It's so good. Who and, cares? Let the, yes, <laughs> let the birds chirp. And the, so, you know, all that bullshit. You'd be surprised, man. That adds a lot to it. Because you'd be like, oh, yeah. We used to do that in the studio. We'd be like, oh, yeah, Barbeleth is playing on stage. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, all that black experimental. That, like, it always seems a little bit more. Oh, here you go. It always seems a little bit more natural. And it's just like people. Like, my favorite podcast, they always have kind of like the mistakes are left in. They're always like, hey, we'll edit that out. Or they'll joke and be like, don't edit that out. That's too fucking funny or good, you know? That was our thing. We're like, we're never going to edit. And then, like, a couple of times, we're like, all right, we'll Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's... I have noticed that. So I was on the Legion of Skanks podcast, and... Um, or I would I, I'd watch it live streaming while they were doing that contest. And so when they would release the audio on Monday, I would try to listen to it every now and then. And I would notice that they tighten it up every now and then. Like, they would just cut some dead air. Hear it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, But the actual content itself, they're not, like, removing dialogue or conversation or trying to you know, twist words around and make it sound like people said things that they didn't actually say, which I'm I'm sure you could actually do pretty easily with some of that stuff, but, you know. There's this old, like, 98 Rock uh, twisted tune where it's like, uh, this is Dwayne Stump of Black Tooth. You know what I'm talking about? It was just like a PSA. Was, was, was that some Essex metal band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. some shit. I didn't even know the band Black Tooth. Dirty it was like some old metal band, a <laughs> rock band or something. It was like it was supposed to be this like, don't do drugs or drink and drive on like this holiday weekend, and they kept like trying to like, and they were like, all right, Dwayne, this is you know take forty five, go, and he'd be like, oh, this is Dwayne Stump of Black Tooth. Like when I do drugs, I always and be like, no, 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 Dwayne. And, like the spot is against drugs now. <laughs> And so they finally, like, they go through this five-minute, like, bit where he's fucking it all up, just talking about how many drugs he does and how he drinks and drives, and then at the end it was, like, all cut together. He's like, yeah, this is Blaine, Dwayne Stump of Black Tooth. He was like, don't do drugs, and if you must drink this holiday weekend, don't drive, like, all cut up. <laughs> totally unnatural. Just like... I'm from the band Black Tooth, you know. I'm talking now. Oh man, but it's like everything you're taught to like not do when right. editing. I think that's cash. But yeah, like the you know the breaths and the cadences and all that was just like purposely chopped up. Fuck it. And destroyed. Yeah, I actually haven't heard it yet, but Kara and Don are on the new Celebration song that came out a few weeks ago, or like awesome. within a month or so, and I guess they were asked back to do another one. It's pretty awesome. 
I believe it, man. You talk about like ladies and rock and roll, dude. Like <laughs> we had celebration at the last Ratscape at uh, Auto Bar. They headlined actually the last day, and they did their whole first record, like from front to back, straight through. But I got to do, um, I got to assist um, Rob, who does their sound um, regularly. And uh, they came through wind-up space, so I was like the house guy, he was a guest engineer. Rob Girardi, of, mm-hmm. uh, he does sound all over the place, but um, he was their like, guy, so I got to like be house guy, and that's one of the things I love about being a house engineer, is like, especially at places like Ramshead and stuff, is you get to see the bands come in, set up, check, do their show, break down and roll out and you get to like take all this in so like one of my favorite things about engineering and playing music and everything else is like watching people like do their thing and picking up on these little things like I have a buddy um, Shane who's like yeah whenever I go see a band like I watch what they do and I steal all the best shit they do <laughs> and I incorporate that into my act mm-hmm. right, to like better yourself so it's like, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, you're not like really like stealing, but it's like, you know, you talk about like doing sound and after a while you get methodical or whatever, you get into your own like rhythm or way of doing things. And that's my favorite thing is like seeing how other people do shit and just being like that fly on the wall. Um, and so I got to watch Celebration come through and do their show, Wind Up Space. Right. And I got to watch him mix them. And uh, yeah, like fucking amazing band like way amazing yeah I I don't actually know too much about them yet but uh no, I guess they're getting some traction nowadays aren't oh, really? they really yeah dude like um real keyboard based like uh poppy like act but like a Baltimore staple man like for real celebration <laughs> come on come on bro shit your name's uh, Celebration. Nah. What's what's about to happen here? I don't even know. It could be ironic. They just play fucking gloom, like fucking <laughs> the, like dark, super ambient, like yeah. Which is also like a Baltimore thing. The music version of Rec Room for a Dream. Oh God, yeah. We uh, it's like I need to take a shower. <laughs> yeah, several showers. Yeah. Go for a walk. I don't feel very good. <laughs> Mr. Seaweed uh, covered the Requiem for a Dream um, theme on Halloween. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, we played in 1919 with the Shrapnels. Awesome guys. Yeah, the jazz band, right? Yep, way better musicians than us. Yeah, and then... Uh, with, ah, damn it, off the top, I'm losing it off the top of my head. Matt, Matt Mayer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Matt, dude. Yeah, the man. Uh, fucking... Uh, it's the other band called Red Velvet, Red Valley. Yeah, Red Valley Nursery. I think is okay. Right, right, right on. Yeah. Yeah. See when I when which is like they're like that's like the hard rock. His like because he plays jazz and shrapnels and he does like hard rock. That other group. Right. There's so. uh, those cats that can do a little bit of everything because they it was a uh, Orange Horse when they were our neighbors um, at the our house. It was Orange Neighborhoods. Uh, no Orange. Horse, Victims of Experience, and like four other bands. Like every practice space, you know, yeah. like everybody's band like shares a space. You pay like, you know, ten bucks a month. Or <laughs> but uh, yeah, those guys would 
would be uh, rocking regularly. Back in the day, man, I missed that shit. Missed being down the neighborhood, dude, like uh, North Avenue. Oh, yeah, you're not down there as much. No, the only time I ever get down there is like uh, wind-up shows, really. Um, How often are you still doing those? Um, at, you know, whenever it works, you know, Russell just hits me up and with dates, he has a bunch of engineers that work out of there. Uh, I, know, I still haven't gotten in there yet. I, I just like, I probably should just go over there and say what's up, but. You, you've been in there. Yeah, right? yeah I know. That's yeah. fucking, that's a cool spot. It's an awesome spot, mm -hmm. man. We met Russell when he was bartending at the original Joe Squared. Oh, right. Oh, gee. I didn't know he bartended at Joe's. That's cool. He did. Sarah did. Oh, right. Um, all these, uh, all these cats, like, people, you know, people forget that. Like, it all stemmed from Joe Squared. I remember, like, we started practicing at the art house in 2003. And, um, like, when Joe's opened in, like, 2000. Seven, eight, something like oh, that. Oh, really? I, I clocked it earlier than that. It was like 2007 or eight. The original Joe spot. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I was guessing 2004 for some reason or something. I don't know. It's like it was as long as I've been coming up to Baltimore, there's been Joe Squared. So that's like yeah, my experience with it. But that totally changed the neighborhood, man. There was like, I mean, Cyclops was there. But it was a family dollar before then. Was that on the corner there? Mm-hmm. It's where Red Emma's is now. Oh, okay. That was Cyclops. What was that? Like another coffee bar kind of thing? Uh, bookstore. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah I guess Brent Emma's... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, I think coffee shop first, but yeah, I guess it is like book, bookstore kind of... Well, that's the original Bishop. They're like, right? yo, we're straight fucking social consciousness. Yeah. So, that social shit. It was like whatever. I remember the old one down. Down on um, St. Paul, was it? But it was like, yeah, like bookstore, like vegan, you know, deli, like coffee shop. But then they would also just have like computers they're like yeah you want like free internet access like come in here on our you know <laughs> linux computers or whatever like it's free like, that's it's, pretty rad it's yeah fine. and they have always been like powered in the motherfucking people <laughs> oh shit they still have that joe squared sign on the building over there which i don't understand on the old building yeah so yeah. many bands come by and they'll be like, yeah, we actually stopped at the other place first. I'm like, yeah, I know. And um, I've asked about it, but like, apparently we don't have any control over that going down and it's just there. And, hey. and like, uh, you know, I, I heard so many mixed stories about what happened. Like the building got condemned or that they were going to convert them into offices or, you know, they're just tearing down the building altogether or whatever. But it's just... Uh, it's just funny because it's still there and like yeah it's like probably one of the most common things that happens to an out-of-town band is that they see that sign and they're just like oh yeah, here it is yeah especially because the new joe's oh no it does now for a while it didn't have the um the image like the hat you know like his actual logo it just had joe squared in red letters while the other place had the logo on top you know right so. they're like what's real yeah. <laughs> we're not from baltimore yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Only a couple times they went to the power plant location while that was still up. Oof. Yeah. They stopped live music, like, really early on. Right. No, they, uh, you're, yeah. One time I caught it on Facebook. I saw the address was wrong, and, like, I just did this, like, and they were coming from Atlanta, and I was like, no, uh, do not go to power plant. Yeah, and, like, they, yeah, and they ended up, we, they figured it out, but it's just funny, because, you know, they trying to divert things, like, it's probably the day of. I'm like, hey, yeah, just let you know. Mm. Oh, man. Just letting you know. <laughs> Keep going north. <laughs> well, it's just one block over, so once you see that the thing is definitely abandoned, you're like, you know, all you have to do is look, and you're like, oh, there it is. We're fine. There's still nothing in that space, man. They're working on it. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, I bet the our house is, like, just weird. It's probably just weird being vacant, because it probably looks exactly the same. There's just nothing in there anymore. It's an art store now, man. Oh, really? They changed the upstairs part? They, yeah, they cleared everything out and made it, like, the storage for the art store. Oh, uh, like well, yeah, yeah, there. but it's like, not, customers don't go up there, do they? I don't know. Yeah. I've never been there. So oh, man, I miss that place so much, dude. Yeah, Fucking, dude. dude, that I hear rats, you. ratscape <laughs> right there. Oh, man, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fuck. So yeah. much cool stuff. Came yeah, how many? How how long were you chilling there? I'm sure you you because you were you rented before you worked there, right? That's the that's how that went down. Dude, I mean, I just rented. There was no like working. I mean, like I I paid most of the time. Oh, I thought you kind of became a studio my... manager. I thought you kind of started working there. No, I just rented that room and like just. Used it to the best of used your ability. For, yeah. yeah, used it to record people and flipped it with, uh, you know. So any recordings like that. that was all you. That like your your landlord had nothing to do with that set like situation. He wasn't like, you know what I mean. From like, oh man, the first thing, the first projects we did there were like furries and like gag school, <coughs> and anything after that was me. Yeah, before <laughs> it was another dude named Mike. But a guy named Matt Lauer built it. Man. Like, made it into a studio, that specific room. But there's been all kinds of shit going on there since, like, 89, I think. That was a music spot since 89? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, yeah. I thought, because, like, uh... Damn. It was all kinds of stuff. It was originally an office for the railroad. Before it was a music place, it was a gay porn theater. Interesting. And then it became the art house and whatever else happened in that building. Uh, I, could def- I could see that being a theater. That makes sense now because like there's the fucking spot where you put the camera, the projector in like the top room, and then right as I under- as I understand it, back in the day, like those rooms that were on the top floor weren't there. Like those were built after the fact, so oh. it was just one long hall, like kind of like oh, a theater oh, so like- or like a movie theater. Yeah. Basically. Interesting. Yeah. And it was all... And downstairs, too, were a couple of rooms, and it was another huge, big room. Like, where the art store was, and, like, where the bike store is. So, yeah, man. It's been been many things. But... The sweet jam spot for a number of years. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, gag school. That's so funny. If you, I think somewhere in the archives of Facebook, you'd have to go deep, but there's a video of me drunk as shit jamming out to those dudes. I only saw them once, and I think I caught even like it was like the end of their set. Yeah. 
That might have even been the Ratscape the year before that one, you know, uh, if I'm if I'm correct. It was like a, or maybe it was a couple years before. I think it was the 25th anniversary show because Telesma played there. Yeah, definitely. Condor played there and yeah. a whole bunch of bands played there. I remember hearing, yeah, Telesma. Um, but yeah, Gag School was the one. They played last. They, they were played like the last. very last band and like yeah. I I was drunk as shit and I had a tool t-shirt on with khaki pants and like... I'm just sitting there and I'm just like fucking thrashing about. <laughs> fucking, it became like my new favorite band. Like I remember, like there's that line. Like one of the the only line I remember is like, "You come on over and smoke my weed." Oh yeah. And it's just like, and it's super fucking stonery and like. Then you meet Joe, of course, and like you talk to him and he's fucking choose your ear off about Caius and and all that shit. Like that's his bread and butter. So of course, Gag School sounds like that, you know, just fucking. Yeah. Just fucking awesome. Oh shit. Um, yeah, that's great, man. But yeah, I don't know, dude. Great footage. That shit. Any like is Ratscape? That didn't happen this last summer, did it? No, we've taken the past uh, two years off on account of not having a proper venue. It's been two years, or are you counting this summer too? This summer, okay, two yeah. years off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was about to say, I was like, damn, no, I definitely, because the auto bar show was pretty, like, fucking awesome. Yeah, it was like, way awesome, man. Those guys saved our asses. Yeah. They yeah. literally saved Ratscape. We're like, right. what the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> and Mike contacted us, or contacted Josh, and was like, yo, dude, like, let's make this happen. And canceled, like, rescheduled shit that was already scheduled. Yeah, man, Ratscape lives. Someone texted me a, um, one of the, that poster that's still on like a billboard somewhere. They're um, like, oh, office on 25th Street in St. Paul. It says Ratscape Lives? It's, yeah, it's the poster from uh, oh, nice. that year. From oh, this poster? 2015. Oh, 15, yeah. That's 15, yeah, that's 13. Yeah, 2012 was the first. It's funny, I look at this poster, there's a ton of like, there's a ton of them that are still around, some have quit. Or, like, changed up, you know, they're different bands. Yeah. Um, it's a snapshot in time. <laughs> it always is, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit was, like, the pinnacle of it. We Fogtown. It's like, yeah. they're still fucking killing it. And, uh, yeah, man. But adults, I think they're done, uh, if I remember correctly. Slow Jerks, I, maybe. Yeah, Slow Jerks is... Uh... Now, like, nine different bands that are all awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, that was, uh, that was all Easy Josh. Jackson. Have you seen that new Easy Jackson video? Oh, no, but I love fucking Easy, man. I haven't seen it in a while. Dude, it's killer. It's, like, really fucking good. I, I'm a big, like, I'm a fan of that. I'm sure, yeah, dude. I'm a fan of that man's work. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. I think that was the coolest part of Radscape to me was when we started doing a stage with Lamnon Collective and like all those dudes just doing two stages and like mixing it up like <coughs> with like hip hop 
Like punk right, rock. each day was a little different. Like one was more sludgy, the other one was like kind noise. of punk and noisy, and then one was like a little bit hip hop and some shit. And then yeah, well, we first started <coughs> out. Yeah, that Sunday was just two stages, but then after that year, oh yeah, we it made it two out. stages back and forth every year, which was <coughs> how we got so many like, artists. We're like, all right, you have like twenty minutes. To like be on stage, dude. I, I remember that Ratscape so fondly. I mean, there's pros and cons, man. It's one of those like I, I was so I was so hungry for work and in, in music and audio. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, I was dying. I had just gotten back from school and I was looking around and like you know I'm trying to do music again with you know my you know friends and it's just like shit. You know, I really need a gig, and, you know, <laughs> you let me chill and hang out at Ratscape, and, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a gig, but, like, it was definitely. I mean, you know, think about it. It's three days where you're, uh, like, every single night, you're up, like, just band after band is coming on, on and off the stage. And, yeah, dude. Um, I didn't know shit, though. I just remember just not understanding. You know, like, now it's just like, yeah, you just take the, <laughs> take it and repeat it. But, like, I was just all so new and just, like, every, like it's fucking fast and you're going between the crowd and upstairs and you're smoking weed and, like, people go missing. You're like, oh, where'd he go? And, like, <laughs> such a long day. Three long days. Three long days. And at the end of it, yeah, because I had, you know, no work experience after school other than the stuff I had done at, like, in school for projects. Like, <laughs> I remember, dude, I'm like, dude, I was like, dude, thank you so much. And he was like, yeah, now you've done sound for like 50 bands, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's a good jump start to your sound career, you know? 50 bands in three days. Now, I only, the first time I actually, like, uh, put lines up and pushed faders was for Foghound. Nice. Yeah, which was awesome because that was like Saturday that. afternoon and like yeah. they were there and they dude, and, you were like, dude, can I? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of yeah because <laughs> do Bob, at, you know, he had a Caius hat on and one of them was wearing an obituary shirt and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> so he's like fucking doomed out, super, just like dude, dude, you know, like, and that's yeah, they fuck, they so... they kill. And it was, of course, it's super loud. That's how it is still. Like Joe squared, like uh, they, I get bitched at a lot for just being too loud. But I don't know how to make it. Like I don't know what to do. Here's the thing. Here's what you do. People are bringing orange cabs and ampegs. Yeah, and, like, exactly. Yeah. Dude, best thing ever. Like <laughs> when someone walks up to you and is like, "Dude, it's too loud." Just look at them and take the master fader and pull it all the way down. Yeah. And like, don't notice it. Nothing's changed. Right. Except, like, the vocals go away. Well, I don't like cabs at Joe's because of that. Because most right. of the time, like, a Blues Junior is fine at Joe Squared a lot of the time, you know? Right. No, it's so totally. it's just like... But, like, when the when the band is that loud, yeah. like, there's nothing you can do to, <laughs> like, not make it loud. And, I don't, for... I mean, and plus, it's rock and roll, man. I don't know. I don't want yeah. to discourage just exactly. people fucking thrashing out. It's like, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Nor will you if you, like, That's delicately not... interject. Yeah. Like, most guitar players are going to be like, dude, like, fuck you. I mean, honestly, it's not usually <laughs> guitars. It's like, uh, it can be, it, you know, it definitely has been, but like, yeah, for sure. Bass, it's like, you like that'll happen when, because I guess they don't hear it on stage the same way. So like, out in well, the Well, no, because you don't hear bass you're until like, you're like fucking right. 30 feet away. 
So it's like literally like moving you around, punching you in the head. The band is all behind it, and they all know because they're up there. And it's like, um, what Joe's is crazy too, because that sub is like. I just want to remember like playing like mm-hmm. when Jimmy hit the samples and that sub hits it's like whoa it's like yeah <laughs> you're right there. yeah like with it um there's a band I don't remember who they were they played this week and it was just super they were dynamic they were very like they were just really good but at a moderate volume yeah. like they've like mastered their like ability to like Play. Oh, I think it was Matt Hutchinson. I don't know if you're... Oh, dude! Yeah. I went to fucking Iraq and Kuwait and Africa with Matt Hutchinson. What? But go ahead. Shit! I got... Like, <laughs> that's such a better story. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That's so funny. Anyway, they were fucking dialed in, man. They knew yeah, how to control their sound. Those are smart dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a fucking super nice guy, too. It's so awesome. So, wait. Uh... You were, okay, you are in the military? I didn't know that, if that's... I was, I, uh, we did an Armed Forces Entertainment Tour. Okay. With them. Yeah. To the Middle East. Because Matt and I knew each other from Towson. Yeah. We worked together. And, uh, he, they did it once. Like, he's always had his fucking act together. Like, you, obviously. Like, he was a music major. Like, yeah, He's yeah. a performer. Like, he fucking knows like how to uh-huh. do that thing, yeah, right right and so they did one tour over to asia and he said all the crew there were japanese and didn't speak any english uh-huh. and they of course as ugly americans don't speak any japanese <laughs> so like they were like fuck you know yeah every day every time they played so he's like dude like next time we do it like come out with us and I was like fuck yeah dude like just let me know and I'm like haha sure and like sure enough he's like hey dude like we're doing the Middle East damn like, what year was that you'd be down to come do your passport and go um it was like 2000 it was at, just as we were pulling out of Iraq it was like the bomb was in and it was like, and everyone was really, really happy. So maybe like, like 2009, 10? Yeah, somewhere around there because we, it was like 2005, like when we were working together. Um, Did you say it was like right after the election, the first? It was, one maybe? yeah. Damn. It was as we I were pulling out of Iraq because everyone was really fucking happy. But we like, you go over there and you play the bases for the troops. Yeah. I may have already met you. Uh, at that point, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah Shit, man. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. How long were you out there? Was it different uh, trips? Or was two it... weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Okay. Around, yeah. Flew wow. into Djibouti, Africa, on the Horn of Africa. The only what? U.S. base, <laughs> only military U.S. base in Africa is in Djibouti, Africa, which is on the Horn of Africa. So you can access the Middle East. Um... And so you fly on, and, like, yeah, you just, it's awesome. You just fucking go around, and everyone there is like, holy shit, like, you're reminding me of, like, home, you know? Like, the way, like, when you hear, like, a song, you're like, oh, that reminds me of, like, being a kid or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. they're like, fuck, dude, like, I'm doing tours in Iraq. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and, like, people, we went to Kuwait and Iraq. 
<coughs> for a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, totally fucking awesome. Do you remember how many shows you played? Uh, it was, uh, I think it was nine. It was supposed to be 11, but like a couple of them were canceled because of fucking sandstorms. Oh, uh, okay. They're like, uh, it's not, we're not going out. Side. <laughs> yeah. like, God damn. Like, sorry, like, scorpion infestation. <laughs> <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you will never path. Damn. Um, but yeah, that was totally like That's the awesomest, I would say, like, trip. Of my Dude, life. Travel is such a goal of mine. Like, I've tried to start saving so that I can, like, even just start with, like, the West Coast yeah. or some shit. But, like, travel. Or if you can get paid to travel. Yeah. And I was I was just listening to a podcast today, and uh, the, you know this guy he, he got back from a super long trip, but he was talking about how there's basically like career travelers, right? They, like, yeah, sure. They just go out and they move around, and they get jobs when they have to, but it's like months at a time. Yeah, otherwise like, you're like fuck it, I'll just go like live on a boat. And I'm sure there's different variations. I'm sure there's some where they have a home, like a, or a place that they own somewhere, and then go out and come back from whatever headquarters or whatever you want to call it but then I'm sure there's like that true vagabond where they just like I, like you know <laughs> I am my castle and they just fucking wherever they are is where they're at and like they just keep moving around yeah it's doing it that's crazy yeah. but I, I, I admire it so much I think like the people like I get jealous of or something will be like shit man they travel and see shit and do all this cool stuff and I just want to do more of that so, yeah that's cool it's that is really yeah, the thing that I found that is coolest is, like, leaving. Like, Baltimore is the awesomest city to <coughs> come back to. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right? It's always here. Like, you can go do some fucking awesome shit. And come back and Baltimore will always be here. You know? I can see that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> For sure. Dude, totally. Because it's yeah, such yeah. a small, you know, town. But, um... You go out any night of the week and bump into somebody you know, no problem, you know? Right, I mean, yeah, depending on where you're where at, yeah. You, yeah, where you go and where you're at, but um, it does, it has like a small town feel. We went down to this festival, this is really fucking awesome experimental, like mixed genre festival, Big Ears, in Knoxville, Tennessee, and it was fucking great. It was all like on one strip where it was like all these like old theaters and then like other like club venues and stuff. Um, and we stayed on the houseboat down there, but it was like Baltimore, but it was like hyper like focused, like it was all like kind of on one strip, um, which you know Baltimore doesn't really have that. Um, but uh, it was yeah, it was just great. Like it has a similar feel, like a really small town feel mm -hmm. to it. Like um, especially for creative people, right? Like everyone is an artist or a musician, you know, some kind. Not everyone, but a lot. Yeah. High concentration. <laughs> I think nowadays everyone dabbles in something, right? Right, because it's that, it's <clears throat> it's a kind of environment that you can get into, like whatever you're into, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you can make it happen and people are willing to get weird enough to make it happen, um, which is cool. Dude, I've seen some terrible bands, but people show up and come out because they sell it so well, you know? They put that energy into it. 
<laughs> well, right, yeah, you're, you're having an experience live. Yeah. You know, you're watching a band. But they watching this, <laughs> this stuff that's wrong. Oh, but they're terrible. With the band. Like, they're just, they're not even, like, a good band yet, but, you know. Right, but are they good They're performers? so, they're, per, they're passionate, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. They're putting, they're, you're seeing the show. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. Like, <laughs> you said that today, they're talking about politics, but they were like, oh, yeah, the theater. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, you're seeing a performance. Mm-hmm. Some theatrics. Oh, I didn't even, that shit today, I was like, all the... All the Senate shit, I, I did not, not today. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, today there's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's the unpleasant truth. Because you're like, oh man, more of this shit. But it's like, you really gotta be like, oh fuck, like fuck more of this shit. It's just every day. You know? Yeah, it's bad. It's easy nowadays to get detached from shit that's real shit that's happening, you know? Um, but extreme shit like this <laughs> makes that happen, so... Because it's both. It's like the micro... It's like your everyday micro-problems in your own world and shit that you're trying to take care of, but then there's, like, the obvious shifting world events that are always ever, like, happening over top of that, so it becomes kind of right. like... exactly. And how how much can you ignore your problems before they are inconvenient and, uh... Eventually enough to fucking do something about <laughs> is the question. Yeah. Um, yeah. People just have to be, have to be pissed off and have to do something about it or just put up with it. So, here we are. <laughs> Present day. Yes, sir. Oh, man. One after another. See, I told you all the good conversation was at Fraser's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, Fraser's, what an oh, awesome man. spot. Yeah. Man. Great fucking dinner. Still. Cool. Get to see the sunset. <laughs> that shit. Oh my god. Sunset upon the Elk. Hey, we're, we're watching. Like, hey. Yep, still here. <laughs> still finished our drinks. <laughs> Hanging out. Yeah. Not good times, man. Hamden is an awesome neighborhood. Oh, dude, I love living up here. It's, like, super cool. Like, I run all the time, and it's just, like, a, it's a chill spot. And then, yeah, hanging out and going down the avenue is, like, so easy. I don't do it a ton, but it's right there, so. Yeah, it's proximity, man. Fuck yeah, dude. I remember <laughs> when you were just moving up here. Yeah, it was a year ago. I moved in May. Or a lot of, or yeah. like last May, so. Awesome, man. Oh, man, that's so funny. I remember moving in, and it's like May 1st, and I'm coming upstairs, and I have, there's already stuff here. May day. A little bit, yeah, there's already some stuff here, like I had some music gear, and I'm bringing a couple other things, and I'm like, in, I'm doing it. And I get here, and like, they told me this place was going to be cleaned out, and it was like, it wasn't cleaned out yet. <laughs> there's still, this was still full of boxes, and there's all this stuff, and. I mean, it was cool, because, like, Tommy, he was like, oh, I didn't realize it was the first, man, I'm sorry, and I was, I mean, whatever, man, I was so ready to move, you know, so I was just like, I, it's cool, man, so I just remember that first week was me, like, moving shit out, there's, like, you know, there's space in the spare room and, like, in the hallway, so I was like, I got all the old stuff out, I was able to, it was like, no problem, put all of this stuff in, 
I had to paint this, this closet here, and it's like... Yeah, dude, the control room in here, man. This is fucking pimp. It was like this faded flamingo pink, and then the actual shelves were un unpainted. It was just untreated wood that was hammered together. Natural, yeah, natural look. So, yeah, that was my first big project was putting that all together. Nice. And there's no power in there, so... I had to run the line from the wall, and then oh, I had to drill. Man. See, I drilled the dude, hole. No, there that's good cable management, dude. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> <laughs> I was immediately drawn to the matte black. Uh, oh know. right, yeah. That's the thing. It's like a super dark blue, but because it always looks black, people are like, "You, you have a black closet." <laughs> yeah, maybe like, it's the Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just funny. It's. Uh, I thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was more blue than it is. It actually is pretty. Oh yeah, like, it's, it's dark. Yeah, it's. But it's fine. Dark. It works like you know. And then I uh, I painted these walls too. They were just brown, and I just I was just like, uh, better lighting, you know. Nice, fucking yeah, shit. dude. You got the you got it fucking hooked up in here, bro. I was <laughs> admiring your boombox earlier. That's so that Sanyo, <laughs> Sanyo stereo joint. Fuck yeah. Yep. I mean, the cassettes now, dude, you know, just gotta, <laughs> that's how you gotta hear the latest music. Absolutely. Oh, just wait till CDs come back into style. <laughs> well, right. I remember yeah, the CD. then we'll all be buying Discman again. Well, I don't know, it's like, I have Spotify, and it's like, with digital music, like, the CD is, you know, the quality of a CD is always gonna be what it is. Yeah. Give me that 4416. Yeah. Give me that 44.116. So, in a weird way, because most things are available online through streaming and stuff, I think a cassette and somehow is like... Be, I, a vinyl, too, but I don't have the space or, a, you know, it's not like... Yeah, it gets... For heavy. a serious vinyl collection, but like for heavy a $5 quick. tape and... Um, plus, a lot of this stuff, I, like, I think they design it... They, they know it's going on a tape, so like they, the way they even like produce it and put it together is like, oh yeah, it'll sound cooler when it's coming out of like some shitty little speakers. Right, well about. yeah, it's like made for the format. Yeah. That's cool. Plus you got the live sound reinforcement handbook. That is a fucking excellent <laughs> Yeah, that's school material. I would I'd be lying if I told you I, I read that regularly looking shit up. Yeah, maybe I mean probably wouldn't hurt. Every once in a while, we glance up. But there's a couple things like uh, mastering audio. Yeah, one of these is like sound advice from like the greatest, like all the big engineers. Oh, cool. And a lot of times, like the, um, it's funny. My favorite ones though is like where they're like, yeah, he produced like Dio or like you know all these big classic rock, Def Leppard, and all these great records that sound super awesome. Mm -hmm. And when they ask him about how'd you get that sound, it's like, yeah, well, you know, like. It's like a SM57. Like, oh yeah, I put that in front of the guitar cab, and <laughs> and it went into this nice preamp, and then I recorded it because I know what I'm doing. And it's just like it never, you know, it's not rocket science. They just do. It's very like straightforward, and it's not like um, I feel like sometimes because there's so many options, people think they have to do this extravagant setup to get this perfect, awesome sound. When really, it's simpler than that. Mm -hmm. It's coming up with the awesome sound. Yeah, That's exactly. It's, like, <laughs> it's more like trying to take pictures where like you have to be capturing a sound that already exists as opposed mm -hmm. to trying to create a sound that isn't there, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, Rupert Neve in an interview um, said that people, like the guy asked him, 
<clears throat> he's like, what's your advice to like young engineers who want to like get into shit and figure things out? And yeah. Like, and he was like, in order to have integrity in reproducing something, you have to know the experience of that instrument. Right. And I was like, holy fuck. That is awesome. Like, most people tell you, like, oh, go read some books. Or, like, oh, just run up to a yeah, yeah. and start. They've never recorded an accordion before. They're like, this is what you're supposed to do. I know. I've read about right. it. Right. And he's like, and that just struck me. He's like, yes. I was like, you have fucking integrity because you understand this experience. Like, that is brilliant. It's never as easy as you think it's going to be. Right. Because you think in your head that it's always, it's just like, you forget about all, like, the fuck-ups and the mistakes or someone having a bad day or not being but not being in the same mindset as you or you're like it you know it like there's all those miscommunications and things that can affect a recording session there can be a lot of resistance right if it's not engineered around i de- i mean i don't know i even caught myself today doing that in my little like vocal thing where it's like i could tell it was going to take a little bit more work to get the take I was looking for and I got discouraged like I almost didn't you know it's almost like you know we'll we'll get it another time but then you just kind of take a breath and try to work through it and figure it out totally so well it's like it's got to be natural you know you got to capture what's happening you can't really like fake something in that right so a lot of that is like... But in terms prep. of like a production, where like you're kind of... The goal is to like go based off a request of what someone's actually looking for as opposed right. to like, this is what I'm expressing in the moment, you know? So, oh, too. Uh, it's... Uh, in that regard, it's tricky because like you know there's a certain like color or a certain sound you're trying to get. Mm. And uh, when you see it's not going to be as easy to do, it becomes... I don't know, it's like, it can be discouraging. It's either, it's like, do we keep pushing it? Because at the same time, the more takes you do, it's almost the, like, the more rigid and weird it becomes, and you don't want to, like, get this weird forced take either. You want it to still feel natural and, like, an energized performance from someone, like, really into what they're doing, you know? Yeah, As opposed to, like, the 50th time they're trying to get that thing down, and they, they're just, like... At that point, they're just tired and they want to like go outside and take a breather. It's like, no, we need, we got to get this now. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, forcing it. And feeling yeah. forced is unnatural. So, right, yeah, sometimes like the answer is like, it's not ready to be recorded, you know? So, like, part of that is yeah. like, all right, well, we could be using this time better, like, doing a vocal oh, that's or good doing point. like something else and shifting that energy instead of like using that to drive it to basically to burn out like you're saying yeah like if you just all right cool like let's take a break and just like work on something else and just like and sort of directing that energy a little bit and if it's not a guitar day you know like all right cool maybe we're working on something else Right, that's a good way to put it, especially if they're like in spending money on the time. So exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah, because a lot of people will be like, "That's always the fucking like a a point of contention," Um, you know. It's like what like costs are so just determining budget like with clients like what's your what are your expectations like what do we want done. Like, what can we feasibly do in certain, you know, what do you want to base it on? Like, time, on um, 
number of times you come in, like properly, like how much time things are going to take scheduled out. Right. Um, and, you know, you kind of like have to work like on a DIY, you know, budget, like the, a lot of times that's people's main concern. And like my concern always up front um, in recording has been like, all right, cool. Like, what are you trying? What's the end goal? And like, how can we contribute to this mm -hmm. and like approach a project like that instead of like, oh, we have, you know a thousand dollars or you know whatever like that number is you're like all right well you can do whatever many hours or you know, obviously that doesn't work yeah you know? so you have to i guess it depends on how like i think a lot of people it's like they have most of their stuff figured out but they kind of also want to capture something spontaneous in the mm -hmm. studio too so mm -hmm. you have to kind of a lot for that time in a way even though it's supposed to be lightning in a bottle you still have to kind of for account for it and be like that we're hoping that we have time to 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 be loose and figure it out kind of on the spot but <clears throat> i guess other times bands know exactly what they're looking for immediate like you know yeah. they, they oh, know yeah. all their stuff down to a t and so it's just like we just need to get this under a microphone yeah every band, <laughs> every, every project is different and mm. again like what's the goal of it and like how like equipped are we to do it right that's like maybe we're just tracking or maybe we're just mixing or taking tracks from other spots and recording you know um, it's it can get pretty wild out there that's mm. what I liked about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess that's true though too like I don't know like how many like I guess there's a ton, but like the studio environment nowadays is like I bet you it's usually more chill because it's probably more often than not it's like at someone's house or spot nowadays than it is like some kind of office that you're going into with like really like with renovated like specifically renovated things. It's kind of like makeshift, nice gear, chill vibe to like hang out and relax in, mm -hmm. and um, you know just give people an opportunity, you know. A fridge to put beer and like you know a couch, <laughs> yeah. you know some takeout menus, just some shit where you're just chilling, making making the stuff happen. And uh, <laughs> totally, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's I the know. most important part is the front end of any project. Um, and it, again, yeah, it comes down to budget, and it comes down to like what accessibility you have to shit. And nowadays, a lot of cases, that's pretty high. So you can make a record on your phone. You know? It's been done. I think a lot uh, of people listen to. Um, I don't know if it's the one in the video that just came out recently, but I think one of the Super City songs was recorded on a phone. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. Eventually, man, I don't know, technology will get a point that, like, you just think and things are re being recorded and produced like while you're just um, oh, imagining yeah, sure. them I, you know whether you're aware of it or yeah, not maybe <laughs> it's just one of those like who knows what's gonna happen things are just getting so convenient like where you can right. literally record like a hit single on a phone and like make you know it's legit it's not like it's not like sounds bad or anything it's like real production and is cool
Yeah, well, it's accessibility. Right. Yeah. It's... Which is well, it's easy it because allows... I guess ultimately the goal is to remove the barrier of technology. You want creativity to just flow. And so any time that you have to stop so that, to like pull a menu down or point and click and do something and and like move some shit around or quantize, then you're removing the actual creative element because sure. all you're doing is trying to perfect what you already hear in your head and just bring it into life, you know? So, um, eventually like the, there's that, have you heard of that Raven console? Oh yeah. Yeah. All so like that, yeah, the touchscreen thing and like it can go with, I think it works with like all kinds of DAWs yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so. dude, it's, it's not a lot either. It's like a grand, maybe. Really? I, heard, I thought it was like 20 Gs or something like well, that. Well, I guess there's, yeah. There's I mean, I there's, there's different levels, but yeah. still, man, like, it's like, trying to remove like that computer feeling right from your production so it's really just like so music natural. all the time yeah it's just yeah yeah music i'm spending more time playing music than fucking with the computer i always get wrapped up because there's like on one level you can play with synthesizers and try to like create the perfect like this really cool tone and sound yeah you can spend all day doing that and you haven't recorded a thing and you're just trying to like you're just Swim, swimming in like synthesizers and playing with faders and release times and all that kind of stuff and it's just like oh this is so cool but you haven't actually made any music you're just making sounds and stuff yeah you'd be surprised <laughs> yeah if you hit record right like, well you'll, you'll grab something or whatever yeah but then like my, the other side of it is because you want to lay things down you want to like at least for me it's like i want to make parts you know, I want to, like, this part and, like, try to, like, create... And it's like, well, now what do I do with this sound? Or, like, I have to um, have some evidence that I've made some sort of progress as opposed to just kind of being in the moment and enjoying creating all that stuff. So, well, you get shit dialed out, and then you can... Yeah. Around. That's always been uh, my approach to recording yourself, because it's fucking stupid thing to do but uh, <laughs> yeah. for most people oh dude I love recording myself it's yeah like, exactly but like th it's a very different task to produce your own you know material than just to write or perform your own material or vice versa but to do both a lot yeah. of times is challenging you're one of those motherfuckers that can do it like the back of your hand <laughs> you do it. for a lot of people to to lose that objectivity yeah you know what i'm saying and just make like choices like that takes a lot of discipline that a lot of artists do not have right a lot of personalities actually <laughs> Well, also, I think there is just people that want to be able to walk into a room and create without having to worry about that barrier. Exactly, without having to think about it. Mm -hmm. And that should be, I think that's a reasonable expectation. I mean, I love recording myself, yeah. but yeah, I fucking hate tripping over cables all the time. I hate, I hate having to, like, uh, take my guitar off, do some shit put it on, put up the headphones on, fuck up, take everything off, do it, do it again, go back, you know, put it back on again, and it's just like, yeah, it would be definitely easier if I had, like, some engineer, but at the same time, I'm, like, the, I don't, like... It's the it's best just way to learn. The quickest way to get the results I'm looking for, though, is just to do it directly, you know, do it myself, right. instead yeah. of trying to explain it, and that's, like, I need to learn how to trust people more in that regard, too, because I definitely know there's some badass engineers and stuff that can do that. But for me, just knowing myself and my workflow, it's like... Right. I, I'm very, like, do-it-yourself kind of attitude. 
Right. And yeah. as an engineer, right. as I've, right. you can understand that. And you can understand that doing that for other bands mm-hmm. and other, you know, musicians and, and whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the ideal circumstance, right, is you just walk up to that microphone and put on your guitar and you fucking hit that note and it sounds awesome and it's caught you know like and you don't have to think about like the technical the knobs and the fucking where you're standing and shit right right? it just you take away all that resistance all that bullshit and you're just like (laughs) that's ideal that's the engineer that's the producer (laughs) yeah I um yeah I just love that stuff it's just fucking it's it's fun to sit there like audio inside a computer is like play-doh or whatever you know you stretch it or squeeze it up and down like fast slow and uh just it's fun there's so many options and like you can make anything sound musical if you play around with it a little bit so it's yeah dude like um I think that's another side effect of everybody having you know um, garage band on their cell phone it's like you just have like all this cool shit that you would never think of you know <laughs> there's days where shit's acting up it's being all slow and like my computer it's like I have to restart my computer or stuff's not talking to each other yeah <laughs> and it's like you know someone's sitting around and it's like oh I'm sorry man just give me a second it's loading right yeah uh guys just like take fun yeah and like that's fine <laughs> you know yeah that's a pain in the ass and it sucks but then you also remember it's like man even these minor inconveniences people back in the day would have killed to have like this luxury of freedom to oh, just yeah, like just turn it off and turn it back <laughs> on and it works <laughs> five minutes what do you mean oh <laughs> like I bet back in the day it's like sorry like the you know the tape head fell off like it'll be a it's gonna be four hours to get the part you know back on and working again <laughs> calibrated it's like alright I guess we'll be hanging over here so yeah even like to you know because my stuff isn't like the state of the art nowadays you know it's like it's five six years ago but even in the so i could sit there and be like oh my stuff's outdated but at the same time it's like people would kill all right yeah man you're doing all right making yeah i'm doing the i'm making the sounds come out you know yeah sounds that's what it's about man and yeah, as always, man, what's in front of those, you know, preamps and all that stuff is like the most important part. So it's like you could have gear for days, but if you don't have like a performance, man, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you have behind that. Ain't got shit. Yeah. That's fun. Oh man, recording myself too. I'll do a, I'll do a thing fifty times. I'm I'm so just like, mm. I'll feel it, you know. But it's even if it's just like this tiny little part. I'm just trying to get this guitar section, and it's like this little tiny thing. Right. I'll sit there and I'll do it over and over again, and eventually you capture it. But I guess I have more patience with myself in that regard, like. I wouldn't want people sitting around waiting for me on that regard. Like, because I'll be like, oh, wait, wait. No, I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, that, yeah, that is the luxury. Uh, but I am just sitting there, like, by my, you know, figuring it out by myself. If, if someone else was there, 
I'm sure they'd be like, no, dude, don't worry about it. We got it. They're like, it's cool. Uh, yeah, we'll comp this. Man. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, no, that is that is the cool part about it. And like I would say, like recording like myself, like, um, like that's the coolest thing to like, you know, mic up a drum kit and play a beat and then fucking move around all the mics and then <clears throat> play the beat again and just fucking do that like 10 times and like get all those different sounds and be like, whoa, shit, like mix them all up. And right. Like, um, that's really awesome. And it's not <laughs> something that you would learn to do like um, any other way than to just put in that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that's what I was saying earlier about like asking questions, like you know, with the guitar stuff, you know. Yeah. Just be hungry. Just try things out. Be like, what if we did this? You know. Right. Well, to be uh, to be open, you know, to trying shit. Like, is, I remember. So, like, before I had, so I got this Roland 30, and this guy, this is like the 61, which I usually play out of. Dude. My first amp was that Mini Cube, that little 15 watt. I like, remember thing. that joint. It was a tiny little dude, and it's awesome, but like, so I had that, and then I got the 30, and then, you know, I, but anyway, long story short, is this delay pedal, you know, I bought it, and I was like, you know, I was playing around with the delay stuff, but the day that I was able to, the day I saw you could actually, this is years ago, but the day oh. it was like stereo out. Which one is that? The DD6. The 6, oh shit, son! Yeah. I love the this three thing, because it has six. the feedback, yeah. if you hold it down with the, like, it just keeps feeding back yeah, forever. Loop. Right, yeah. But, the, like, even stuff like that, but like, I, you know... What? I can plug two amps in at the same time? And right. like, fucking blew my mind and sit there. The stereo split? But that was just, you know, being young and, like, just curious and looking at shit and being like, whoa. And, um, I don't know. It's, I don't, with, uh, some of that stuff with, like, students, I would like to figure out how to get them excited that way. Mm. Yeah, that's a challenge. Yeah, get people, like, stoked, and they'll... Because I would love if they were asking questions like that or trying to figure things out in that regard, because, mm. um... I don't know, with the internet and stuff nowadays, like, what am I going to do that someone on the internet can't do? You know, if you're trying right. to learn how to play Crazy Train, like, there's probably a thousand better videos about how to do it the better than I could show you, you know? Why are you going to pay me? Yeah, I'd much rather try to show you how, like, all the stuff relates to each other. The approach, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, That's uh, what you... Yeah, yeah what, going to a human being yeah, right. <laughs> and having an experience. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, we're getting deep. Right, you have things that you can't, you know, I mean, I guess you could real-time webcam fucking... It's just funny, I guess, whatever. You know, I don't know what they're expecting out of it because I don't know them. But in a certain level, being a teacher, I'm expecting to, like, I'm not just trying to be, like, a copycat. Like, here's how to do that thing. Bit. Like here's how to play this part of this one song. That thing. You know, let's spend, let's spend, uh, you know, the next four weeks. Pay me four times so that we can figure out how to play the brain stew riff. Like, you know, <laughs> you got to pay me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I want to show them how that riff 
is the same as a million other riffs is the same as like because it's all power chords and just like dude see and, and and trying to correlate the similarities between how like rock music is stupid and everyone and it's just super easy and and uh um and fun and like the reason it's so fun and, and yeah and it's because it's just like it you don't have to like worry about it too much you can just kind of rock out because the stuff is you can feel it yeah it's e and it's easy to do you know it's all the same stuff over and over again either if it's like blues based or you mm -hmm. know and the power chords and pentatonic scales yeah uh, yeah embellishment is everything right like that's what's fun about it i don't know i mean the way i like started to play guitar was just listening to records and playing along with them so me too <laughs> like that's just kind of always been my style the I first 20 seconds of a song over and over and over again trying to like nail apart yeah or just bring it straight through like whatever man yeah. there's still some records <laughs> to this day like you can just put on and just play straight through because that's how i fucking learned to play guitar you know um so, like, that's kind of how I learned. And I actually took lessons for a little while, but it was, like, from this hippie guy, like, at a music and art center, and he just, like, he was trying to get, like, really technical with me, and at the time, I was like, yeah. oh, man, fuck this. Like, dude, you're not giving me homework. Like, I'm not doing right. Like, I'm not practicing. Right. Like, I'm going to play. And, you know, like, that's whatever. Like, the first thing I do when I get home from school or whatever, but I'm not going to, like, sit here and... I'd be disciplined, uh, you know, right. like, fourteen would you, uh, with a guitar. Would you call yourself self-taught, or would you say you were trained professionally? Uh, I, think, I feel like that's a question I see, like, come up where it's like, he was self-taught, too, or something like, um, I feel like everyone who does it is self-taught, because you have to teach yourself in a way, if that makes sense, you know? You can get the information, but it's, you have to be the one to try to apply it, and and break, you know, make the breakthroughs yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Well, everybody's just figuring it the fuck out. But, yeah. I mean, like, I would be, like... I mean, everyone, no matter, like, what you, like, teach yourself, you're always picking up things from different places. Right. So, like, dude, for me, yeah, it was, like, playing with records, and it was fucking, like, Guitar World. Man. Hell yeah. It was, like, that I, shit. Where it was, I think like, I have, a, uh, like, a Ziploc bag of all the, like, instructional CDs... Or a ton oh, of them here somewhere. I never even did the CDs. Some of these, uh, fuck. I would do, like, the way you have your posters and Yeah, shit. a couple of those are Guitar World posters. Like, that Jimmy one is, I just think it's a rad one, but on the back is some cheesy something or other. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. I would, I would just, like, make wallpaper out of this. Like, all the fucking, just, like, pictures and everything, and I would just, like, sit there, like, and play guitar, look at that shit, and be like, yeah, dude. Like... <laughs> And, like, that tab, and, like, I mean, I had piano lessons when I was, like, real young, just, like, in, like, grade school and shit, but, um, you know, forgot all of that. Um, I still can't really, like, sit behind a keyboard and make sense of anything. What, a piano? Like, guitar, yeah. I've heard you play piano before, man. You, you know what you're doing a little bit. I mean, I got, like, hunt and pet. You know, yeah, yeah, I, like I can't, like... That's how I feel, too. I love just holding down the chorus pedal, and, like, I call it... I feel like I'm playing fake piano. Oh, yeah. Do you man. know what you mean? Do you know yeah, what I mean? dude, Dale yeah. has the Nord Wave. 
Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, I'll just like hit a chord and just turn knobs. Yeah, yeah. For, like, so awesome. And just be like, all right, yeah, like, what's this do? I've been trying to dive more into that, like the real sound design and like the soft right. synth stuff and reason a little that's, bit that's because what it that's is, like right? what I got. So, hmm. um, but yeah, not just doing the you know, because usually it'd be like take a preset and tweak it a little bit, but instead just starting from straight up scratch and really just trying to design things. I've been rec- I started recording Vor, so oh cool yeah hell yeah man. So some of the fun of that is I'm trying to figure out how to do my own like design my own drum sounds uh, because we have that electronic element i want to keep that i think mm-hmm. i want to do some acoustic elements or whatever but uh yeah acoustic with um electric but you know that like i just kind of want to create what we've already been doing live i don't want to embellish it too much mm-hmm. i think there's room for some of that but i'd rather it be be um, able to be yeah just be like what we are already we've played a couple shows we know what these songs sound like to a degree and it's like i just want to capture that and then if we want to evolve the sound after i think you know because we were thinking about i think we've talked about adding a drummer maybe and um you know bass and stuff like that so if we want to do those changes i just want to make sure we capture what we've been doing so far first you know dude totally man like documenting and move on and of course again it's probably never going to be as easy as it seems at first but um i don't really anticipate it taking too long to record all this stuff you know because Mm -hmm. it is a lot of it is like loop based and you know trying to you know just uh yeah it's it's just like a lot of the structures are kind of stable so you can kind of lay those out and then get all the rest of the stuff down like on top of that pretty easily without you know fighting too hard for it yeah or hopefully maybe it's gonna be a struggling battle you know (laughs) it'll be clawing my way to the end to get to the record but (laughs) it's a good approach yeah Oh man, I went to uh, the other day. I went to Truvine. Like I, you know, I was just curious. But they have they do consignment, so I'm, yeah. I think I'm gonna bring all glory CDs down there and just. Put, yeah. I don't even want any money, you know. Just I just want them on a shelf. There. Like it's just, yeah. I'll give them like five. Can you give me a smile for this one? Yeah, I'll just <laughs> just go down and put give them five discs because the artwork is so cool and it's just like uh, put it out there, man. Yeah, I feel like I. Kept getting, you know, a lot of positive response for that band. So it's, uh, you know, yeah, it was I'm so record, happy. Man. Yeah, I'm happy band. that the record exists. You know, right? No, and it's important that it exists. I think so too. You know, it would have been like I would have like I've said it before, but it's just like I would hate to have this conversation. I would hate for that band to be brought up and not have there be proof that we fucking like put something together. You know, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. It's exciting. LPs or it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, in a way. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good way to. That's kind of like our approach we're taking with Mr. C lately. Is like, all right, oh, cool, man. let's like, let's record this shit that we have, and then just like move on and like not even. Have you started tracking that shit anymore? No, I mean we record when we practice, but right. Um, I mean, we haven't now, like, specifically started recording or anything yet. You guys should come kick it over here. I bet we could set up in the cellar. Yeah, we could do just, like, you know, because you guys are instrumental. So, like, we could try to, you know, I got eight channels. 
uh, I don't know if you have like another whatever, but we could try to do you know set up like a a quick little session and just see what that sounds like. Cellar recordings, yeah, yeah kind of has a ring to it. Yeah, I want to do <laughs> right. Um, Sean just got back from the road, and you know they were out there for a couple of weeks, and yeah, so yeah. they just played a bunch of shows, and like you know I can't. I would lo- ideally it would be great if we played it like a basement show and like tried to just capture them while they're you know super tight from playing like twenty however many shows so oh right yeah 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 but that kind of stuff excites me trying to do these little basement session kind of things maybe just have a barbecue out back well, in a band or whatever yeah if a band well you know I, ideally it's like you kind of encourage people to be down there but maybe like I could see us fitting 15 people down there to watch some people jam out and like yeah. at, and get the energy of people you know watching them live and you could capture that on a microphone or whatever and um, yeah oh yeah i mean an awesome natural vibe you know i see pictures of house i don't i haven't been to too many house shows in the city yet which is like something i would it's like be cool to do more often but um i mean that's essentially it dude like you having a show in your house right but you see the setups and you're like oh yeah like it's just it is what it is, and so that's well, living room. Yeah, <laughs> so we couch. Yep, exactly. So I'm gonna do more. Like I feel like that could be cool, but you know, it take some coordination. So I don't want to count any chickens, but yeah, that stuff's like sounds dope. And definitely with Mr. Seaweed, you know, we could. Um, we I feel like we could pull that off. Yeah, if only we could just like have like scuba divers down there. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Oh shit! Scoop it, <laughs> dude. Really, here's what we're yeah. gonna do: we're gonna fill it with water. <laughs> yeah, ideally we would be the tiki bar band, like for scuba divers, like on a desert island, like that's in space. It's kind of my vision. Okay, outer space tiki bar band. Yeah, that's fine. I think it's cool. <coughs> You guys, oh man, I want to play a show with you guys. We've, uh, we tried. Well, yeah, you guys were booked, uh, like close to it or whatever. It was like St. Patty's Day, it was a week before or something like that. But, um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, oh, I, I'm talking, I guess we're talking about Riley's. Yeah, that almost went down. And then, Riley's almost went down. Are they still done? Just, They're not doing shows right now. I think so, yeah. Oh, man. They just. Got that word. Yeah. I love that. I like the setup there. You know, the lights were fucking super cool and that stage is nice. Dude, yeah, the vibe was fucking awesome, man. But you know what? Um, uh, Jim Hickey was doing some stuff in that room and then they kind of like dropped off before um, Zach and Chester were doing stuff there too. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about those songwriter round tables or whatever? Yeah. Well, no, that's kind of been Jim's project. Like, He's done that in a couple of different venues. Yeah, I did one of them. Uh, it was actually at Riley's. I was like, okay. I forget if it was last year or the year before that, but yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like before. Right. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, Zach and Chaz were there. Yeah. Because I, I would um, give him, I would send him out with PA. Um, oh, yeah. Things. I think I remember you coming by and picking it up, actually. Right, though, yeah. I remember. I was like, what's everyone getting into? And it's like, oh. Right, yeah. Because he didn't have a PA. And then I guess, like, those guys had a sweet setup. And when we played there, it was fucking awesome. (coughs) 
the longest show we ever played, like an hour and like longer than an hour, nice. which is like yeah. unheard of. Like, and that was with Captain Morris, right? Yeah, that was this Captain Morris. Show. So he cool. was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, dude. dude, he's my like. Uh, I was gonna ask. He's my favorite Baltimore band right now. I think for real, it's like it's just something. That's super, and he told me he's moving to New York, but. He both that for, is yeah. a good move for, him. for well for school and stuff, but you know no no sure. yeah to, for a lot of different ways I'm sure yeah but like he's uh, uh yeah it just it's it's inspiring I think to watch him do his thing it's very cool and he's he's a nice guy so like that to me and there's like a ton of good bands um uh but yeah I don't know have you seen anything fucking good lately. I just was like, who's that? Or just like... Yeah, I had actually... um, Did Chrome play the other night with Matt? Was that the Joe Square show? Do you remember? No, Crane? Crane, yes. Sorry, it was Crane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, mixed them at Wind Up last week with um, a couple other... Uh, bands. I guess I'd only, I want to make sure I'm not mixing it up with the other band. They were the ones with the vocal effects. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, he had some noise floor, but it was cool, you know? It just, like, had a nice hiss to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it had, like, an old analog kind of sound, like, to it. Yeah, they were cool. Um, everybody there, at, at, dude, any time I'm at Wind Up, like, all the bands are so awesome. It's like, I'm always blown away. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pissed. <laughs> I can't do it more. Honestly. It was just fun. There's just so many fucking bands like it is, man. Throwing down. It's fun, 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 but at a certain <laughs> point, like you got like you gotta tap out, you know, it's like that you yeah. can't do everything. Dude, I get I'm this coming week, man, I I've got like seven shows in a row, like seven nights in a row or something like that. Yeah, it's, dude, those streaks, man. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome in a way. It's great for work, man. It's, it's the dream, right? But at the same time, like, if I didn't write it down, if I didn't try to keep, if I didn't actually keep a track, like, a log of all this stuff, I'd, like, would, dude, I would, there, I have no way of remembering all the bands that I work with and talk to. Yeah, and, and there's, dude, good on you. <laughs> John G. <laughs> My man. Well, that your... is the fucking dopest. You could, project. you could like, bet me money. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could try to charge money and, like, be like, try to name all the bands you saw this weekend over the last four nights. And it'd be like, uh, and I'd probably, like, get a couple. But just, like, yeah. it all blurs together sometimes. And a then, week from now, two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is a lot of times I write that blog, like, uh, at the end of the week or the beginning of the fir- of the new week, you know? So it's not like I'm putting notes down the night of, which I honestly probably should do more of. Mm, right, yeah. No, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about it, but um, usually it's hindsight. And I'm thinking, it's like, and I'm like, what show is that? And I'm looking back, and then it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I have to, you know, and it's like five different shows with like 20-some bands, and you're looking, and it's like, oh, yeah, that was that night with that thing, and that was that, because... <laughs> It moves fast. Yeah, yeah definitely. There's a lot to take it in. It definitely can. I, uh, I've tried to go back since I've been doing the blog for a year, and it's like, actually count how many different bands have actually played, but it's like, it would probably take, it would take me a couple hours just to scroll through everything and make sure that I, you know, because there's doubles and triples and stuff like that, but just sure. all the different individual bands and ones from out of town versus the local yeah. ones and all this stuff, it's... Dude, isn't it awesome, man? <laughs> like... 
I'm like, fuck, man. Like, every night I work, like, I'm just, like, making friends with, like, three to five bands, like, some, like, in and out of town, but just, like, that's what I love about engineering, man. Turning mm-hmm. knobs is like, holy fuck, man. You just get to listen yeah. to all this great you, music. You're dealing, uh, uh, I try to remind myself, you know, you're, you deal with all sorts of personalities, and you don't yeah. always click with everybody, right? Some people are chill, and you're, in, and some people are less chill. But at the end of the day, when they step on that stage, they're doing like the thing they want to do, yeah, like dude. the one thing. It's like right. they're sitting there, it's like pouring their heart out, and like the energy, and it's you know that expression. They're sitting up there, and you have to just remember, it's like I'm just helping them do their favorite fucking thing that they ever want to do. Yeah, you're the enabler. So it's it's really cool, but again, back to that. So many bands, man. It's like, yeah. Um, there's a lot of times people remember my name and I don't remember theirs because it'll be like, oh hey John's good to see you again. And it's like, oh, good to yes, Dude, hey. It's a numbers game, it man. Sucks, yeah. You know? Can't remember everyone all the time. But I appreciate that, and like of course you know I get uh, you know. The every every now and then the shout out from like the shout out to the sound guy was always fucking cool. Oh like, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's fucking fun. Cause people recognize man when like like think about it like when you're playing and you can hear like you can fucking play you know. This is as easy as that, and all you have to do is just have that a couple of times, which honestly is most of the time. And you're like, oh shit, like people appreciate it. Right. Um, and yeah, dude, as you know, as musicians, we know, so. <laughs> I guess. I don't think anyone knows any of it. They just try to figure it out at the same time, you know? But they're doing it. But it, yeah, exactly. Like it's happening. Yeah. Like that's the key. Like it's happening. <laughs> it's all happening, man. It's, that's it right there. So we gotta say, yeah. like, you just look, like anybody says shit, you're just like I, feel like, I feel like that's where it's gonna end. <laughs> I'm gonna fade it out there, you know. It's just I'm gonna put a delay on. It. It's all just happening. <laughs> you know, it's gonna just dissolve. <laughs> there you go. Like, yeah, you know. What else? Are, what else are we gonna say now? It's like open it back up. So uh, open up for questions. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna take calls now. <laughs> Call some people. Um, well, I guess the last, uh, you know, uh, what's uh, what's Archie been up to lately? I guess I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, dude, Archie is killing it, man. We're doing the stand-up thing all over the fucking place. We're uh, recording his uh, show at Wind Up. Oh, I saw that. I, yeah, I, I didn't realize it was. Uh... I thought I may have missed it, but that's cool. He's doing a half hour. He is. He is, like, doing, like, long show, like, of all his material, basically. And then he's just going to, like, you know, be (laughs) done with it and just, like, work on new shit and, like, sort of retire, like, his... Oh, his old material and, and, yeah. Yeah. That's how a lot of people do it, man. I... I can't say I'm a stand-up comedian, but I can say I'm a huge fan and have heard a lot of podcasts and inside info about stand-up comedy, and that's, like, you hear that a lot where it's, like, um, 
because I guess you 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 uh, it's all a money game, and like you know, if people have already heard your jokes on television, they're less inclined to go see you live if you're going to be telling the same jokes. So basically, mm. you get your stuff down and recorded, and sell it, and then you move on and try to create new material um, sure. and yeah. push yourself and. Um, yeah, I really admire it. Like, stand-up is just, it's such an interesting, goofy thing to me, and, you know, uh, Archie is inspiring, like, I did stand-up last year, that one time, and, like, I think I did pretty good, but I haven't gotten, I gotta, I gotta get back up there, I really want to, and people keep telling me I need to do it, and so. It's just, it's a numbers game, man. it's true. It's been sometimes, sometimes, like, it doesn't work out, and also, like, I don't know, it can, you know, when you're new at it, you have to wait, you know, you're not first in line, so when you go to an open mic, you, you know, you're, you gotta be patient, and you put your time in, and pay your dues, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. and it's like, Everybody, it's funny on open mics, I've heard people bitch, like, yo, it's you at fucking 8 o'clock, motherfucker, well, it's also like, 30, fuck you, so like, funny, like, I've heard, throwing that out there, <laughs> If you really want to do it, you have to be getting up multiple times a night, or a week, rather, or even yeah. a night, you know? Yeah, yeah, And really yeah. push it and keep doing that for years and years, and it's an investment. So, like, for me, who's a musician, production, like, as much as I love comedy, how much time am I really willing to invest in, like, crap, getting good at this thing, or am I just some hobbyist that, like, you know, does it for fun, which I guess yeah, is yeah. valid, but just it, do it, is, for laugh, it, it is whatever, no, you know? It's, it's whatever. I don't, it's, uh, but yeah, I admire it. Like, again, this is, I guess, like, one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is because you and Archie were putting that thing together for a while. And, um, That's awesome. Man. I'm glad, and I know he's, he's glad to, uh, yeah. that, uh, to hear that and to, you know, like you said, you're not on North all, like, as often as you used to be. And, uh, oh, no. I know he's at the wind up every now and then for, uh, the open mics there, but every yeah, every first Tuesday he does a <coughs> mic there, which is awesome. Man. Oh really? It's yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I gotta get up like that should be a goal. I gotta get up there and do some time, like yeah, some point this summer, try some shit again. He got the bug, man. I went to a a music open mic in Crofton last night, but there was some comedy there. It was kind of funny. Yeah. One of the guys, it was his second time ever doing stand-up, and he did almost 20 minutes. Whoa. Which is like, to be honest, like for someone who has no experience and you're just up there on stage, that's a long time. So yeah, like, he wasn't that funny, but you know, he's so new. <laughs> he's so new at it, and just the fact that he stuck it out and he was on stage for that long, you know, was kind he of probably figured out a couple things while he was <laughs> up there. Well, yeah, you learn Hopefully. all. Yeah, you learn from every single one, right? Hopefully, um, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I have a recording of the one that I did from last year, and I watch it, and it's definitely like I was rigid at first. The, like the first couple of jokes, I was like stumbled over words, and I was like, ah, uh, and then my point didn't come across the way I wanted it to, but then towards the end, like I set one up, and it just worked really well. Like they were just with me for the end of it, really, like, yeah, and. Yeah. I didn't do a full five minutes. It was like four minutes or something. I got off stage pretty quick, but still, it was pretty up. Yeah, like, four minutes is still a long time. I remember it being at the end of the night, like, just people, everyone was like, you just, that was awesome. Was so, and, like, I just rode that high, like, the rest of the night. I came home, and I was just like, yes! And, like, <laughs> it was... This is fucking awesome. Man, it was cool. Like, so, but again, yeah, it's scary, like, because um, I'm still intimidated to do it again, in a way, and... I tried to go to one 
like, there was one night when I went and I waited around and I didn't get on stage. Like, they ran out of time. Hmm. And, uh, but I was out of it that night. I was just, like, in a weird headspace. And I didn't even, I didn't really want to be on stage. Because I was like, oh, I'm not going to be funny tonight. I don't feel funny, you know? Yeah. I don't feel like myself. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man. Like, it's, I think it's awesome that he's out there doing that stuff. And I know oh, he, yeah. I guess he was talking, does he, has he started another podcast project? I know he was talking about doing, at one point there was like, I think on one of the last episodes of North Avenue, where he's like, yeah, I'm going to be starting my own to do the comedy side of things because, you know, I'm doing this now too. Um, that but, was his intention. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope so. Around, I mean, like, around the time of, uh, it's exciting. I think he was, he's good at that. He's definitely... Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's, he's fucking natural, man. Right. It's, like, hilarious because, like, the way, like, he just, like, grabs a mic and walks up there would be, like, the way he just, like, sits down and starts talking to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's automatically, like, your boy, Archie. <laughs> like, straight through. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, man. But yeah, man, fucking love uh, watching him fucking do his thing, and on all the other comedians too. Actually, like it's all hilarious. We had like a lot of his buddies on the podcast, obviously. But just like going to mics and like watching like the cycle of people just kind of like come up, like it's hilarious. Oh, like trying to get on his show or whatever. Or? No, like um, just. Going out to mics with him and like doing oh, shows. Oh right, yeah, like, yeah. Um, no, it's definitely a close knit group. You know, like they all start to know each other. Yeah, or even like just people that have never done it before, like whatever. Like you see all walks and like people like fuck something up and it'll be funny. Like you just start laughing at stuff that's not even really like supposed to be funny. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> no, I know exactly. Yeah, sometimes like, the comedy is in like just. Yeah, the hilariousness. You know, it could only come from that person because of the way that they said it, or for like fucked up the way they said it. Right? Yeah. Or they're like, "Oh man, I fucked up." Oh. It's like, no, you didn't. You don't even realize how awesome you're doing right now. And that's the most (laughs) hilarious part of their act. It's like now they're embarrassed about fucking up or something. It's like, is this a joke? I don't get it, but I'm laughing because it's funny. Mm -hmm. And. uh, I guess that's, you know, the art of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the art. We know. Pros. Oprah, hoi. Do we need plugs? Do we do ads? You can. <laughs> do we shout outs? Where are we at? It's an hour and 27 minutes right there. I'm into that. That's probably like at least That's an cool. Hour. I don't know. I feel like you can probably wrap this up in a minute or two. Cool. <coughs> um, yeah, that's a good. That Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good line. Yeah, it's a, a podcasting. I don't know. I'm going to. Like I said, I'm going to do a theme song. I'm not sure what that's going to be yet. I haven't started that. Um, that's awesome. I would like to probably do intros and outros and stuff. And um, 
Yeah, I'll probably keep music to original stuff because I don't I don't want to have to try to fuck with licensing. I, I hear some podcasts sometimes, and I feel like they're playing songs, and I don't think they're asking for rights or permission to air that stuff on their shows, you know? I don't know what the deal is with it being a podcast or whatever, but it is a recording. I know it's like radio in a way, and maybe like the bands are per, like, you know, say it's a top 40 thing, they consider it like... Uh, free advertising or whatever for that matter um but at the same time it's like i I don't know it's just it's interesting so uh but yeah i think like original music would be like cool and it gives me a chance to experiment with some of that um (laughs) mark maron's podcast he plays like blues guitar between intros and outros between stuff it's just because you know he's just like so yeah, I want to try to mess with that, and then maybe like depending on who's around or who has things to plug, I can like put their songs on the end of episodes or that kind of thing. Yeah, dude. Totally. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I can figure this shit out. Like so many people do podcasts nowadays, and it doesn't seem super difficult. It's dude. I tell you, <laughs> you'd be surprised, man. People do just all kinds of shit. There's no. Official <laughs> writ of execution. Nice. Nice, you pulled that one out. <laughs> All right. I think that's, we'll call it on that one, you know? But that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs>